Hey everybody, how's it going? Hope you guys are all having a safe and lovely week. Just a little quick announcement about the coronavirus thing. If you're currently returning to Hong Kong or already back in Hong Kong from anywhere else in the world, please, please, please stay at home and complete your mandatory 14-day self-quarantine. Our numbers in Hong Kong are currently rising and I just wish everyone to be safe and healthy. And when this whole thing is over, you will realize all your effort is completely worth it. And for those who are being a good citizen that you are, good job on you. You have my respect and my salute, and I hope to see some of you very, very soon. With that being said, here is episode 8. Wow, episode 8. Two more episodes left. Episode 8 of Basically Growing Up. Enjoy! Hey, 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 guys! Welcome back to another episode of Basically Growing Up. Today, we have a lovely guest over here, all the way from the UK, from Hong Kong, actually, but flew to the UK to have her education. It's Esther! Yay! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, Esther? How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Ah, It's great to have you on here. Um, We have like some interesting topics to cover. Uh, But first of all, a little background information about Esther. We met like back in 2016. So, yo, it's like four years ago, nearly four years ago. Yeah, this is weird. We we met when we did a musical. uh, It's called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, You were one of the sisters and I was one of the brothers. And then we just met from there. And then around a year ago, two years ago, actually, or a year and a half, you went to the UK to study musical theater. Yeah, it's like almost two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on my second year and it's been great. I've been enjoying it, loving it, honestly. Would you tell the listeners uh, where you're currently studying it? So currently I'm studying at Guildford School of Acting in the UK. So it's located like 40 minutes away from London and like I do Mm -hmm. musical theater. So I sing and dance and act every single day from like nine to six. So that's Mm -hmm. what I do on like just a weekly basis. And then like next year I'm going to have like third year shows and then agents are going to come and see. And then like we have the whole like, yeah, um, getting an agent and like getting auditions and like auditioning for Western shows and that kind of stuff, like all that jazz, which is great. But I've been in enjoying the process how's school so far like really like just be honest with me how's school so far how's the experience over there it's very very hectic i would say if like i have to use one word to describe it it would be hectic Hectic. just because like as i previously said like school hours are long and like we pretty much move in every lesson like if not like vigorously dancing we somehow move in lessons and like um it really takes a toll on your like physical health and mental health and like socially because we we're basically in the same building every single day with the same exact people so like you don't really socialize much so like um i would say the whole school is quite like tight together because we see each other every day and we have to be close because if you're enemies with them it's kind of not okay Ooh. but like um Ooh. so like where's the tea There's so much tea. <laughs> but like yeah we don't really socialize outside of school much so really um yeah we don't because so we don't like, have the time, hon. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, do you want to let me know, like, what kind of classes do you take? Or, like, okay, actually, which one, which, which class is your favorite? 
I love all of the classes, but like my favorite mm-hmm. class is um, definitely the project class. So okay. basically from um, first year, kind of like the second semester, first year onwards, we kind of work on projects. So um, first year we work on like Greeks, so Greek plays, um, like we work on like American naturalism plays. And then in second year we worked on musicals. So we worked on Camelot uh, for the first semester. And this semester we worked on Spring Awakening, which is so mm-hmm. fun because we kind of get to like build a mu- musical from scratch um from Ooh. just like the script and music we get different directors every time and like we kind of get the chance to like rebuild the musical like it's so different from like the original broadway version or whatever and like we don't we don't get to do the whole musical but like we get to do most of it and like we get like we split roles so everyone gets a main role kind of which is so fun honestly this is my favorite class <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun i mean i wish i was there but hey i got something else to do. i mean i'm studying my own thing uh but <laughs> yeah happy for you i really hope that like whatever that's a spring awakening thing that you're going on right now it, it, it like w- have you been assigned a role yet or you're still waiting for that so basically we, we we're kind of done with it because like because like oh, okay, the okay. second semester is like kind of over because now that the school yeah, is like suspended it, everyone, and stuff yeah. so i got to play vendla which is like the lead girl like i got Ooh, to play look at you like, I, I got to play it for like a section of it because obviously okay. like fair so it's like switching roles stuff. around yeah kind of like that ah. but well that's actually so okay because you know everyone gets to play uh different roles of different dynamic levels and mm-hmm. it kind of helps explore themselves maybe on a low level maybe helps them on a higher level it, it just lets you experience all around and i think that you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. So I'm going to say this again. Like all the other episodes, we ask our guests what kind of topic they want to share. And you have chosen... Diversity! <laughs> all right, diversity. So diversity mainly in the field of performing arts. So specifically, mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about diversity in performing arts. And like, it's not really a racism problem right now. It's just because right now... You sent me a few notes uh, back before we started recording. Like diversity is kind of okay, but then it's just things that are uh, you want to you want to see to be improved. And do you want to just let me know what you want to share mainly about this diversity issue in the performing arts? I think it's just mainly like I'm looking at it in like the Western Broadway kind of view and like TV and film and kind of stuff. I feel like Mm -hmm. um, the world is like progressing right now and like people are so willing to like break stereotypes and like um, to be more like accepting towards like race and like gender and like sexuality and stuff like that. But then we still have a long way to go as in um, like we did a project, not a project, but like a a kind kind of a survey at school, like in like professional development class and we kind of count it in every show like how many white males how many white female how many um ethnic minorities and like female and male and majority like vast majority is still white male and like yeah. when we just count like for example like because i'm asian i just counted asians there's less than 10 in the whole of the west end really yeah that, but that's, that's before Prince of Egypt opened, which, like, Prince okay. of Egypt is kind of like the Asian BAME show. But then at the same time, there should have been more, even if there isn't a BAME show going on. So it's kind of like, whoa, blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of the same problem here in Hong Kong, like, taking um, 
commercials or uh, a little like short films, movies, uh, advertisement, anything like that. Uh, I, I've seen posts from time to time on Facebook or like uh, uh, casting calls for like commercials, and they always. It's funny because it's a Chinese commercial, but they're looking for white male, white females, which is yeah. really like why you're like why don't you just look for local talents? I rather you look for Hong Kong celebrities than look for just white male because they have so many other jobs outside or like they have more, I won't say jobs but like many other chances out there mm-hmm. but then us Asians we're not really being given that chance a lot which is growing at the moment but still it could be improved on yeah definitely agree agree we're talking about diversity and uh, maybe like let's talk about casting choices or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when we step into an audition, they have like a specific role that they're looking for. But then why is it a concern that right now they really target on what kind of nationality or what kind of ethnicity that they're looking for when the role is actually, you know, could be played by anyone else? Uh, there are some areas where it should be played by like a uh, actor, actress of Asian descent, but they're opting for a Caucasian. Like, yeah. what's the problem with that right now? Because, like, the world, as I say, is, like, more diverse and more forward. They're kind of, like, twisting the logic here because, like, um, for example, a black person can play Elwood in Legally Blonde if she's blonde. Mm-hmm. But, but like, mm-hmm. um, people are kind of like, oh, if that kind of reverse can work, then white person can play, like, Nala and Lion King because it's a lion and it doesn't matter that kind of thing. Thing, but um, as long as she can sing, yeah. That's fine. But like the fact is, if so, for example, in like a chorus line, there's a character called Maggie, which is um, which like her narrative is kind of talking about how like she has a baby face and like she um is constantly cast as like a five year old or something like that. And uh, this is a very like I resonate with this experience a lot and for example if i go to see a chorus line and then i see on stage the person playing maggie is not an asian person i'll be like oh i thought i had a place in the theater industry but turns out not because you can literally cast anyone over me in that role it's kind of like that like the industry is kind of going through this like casting um different ethnicities in different positions and like completely ignoring their backgrounds um that kind of thing yeah and it's kind of discouraging for like kids uh young age like audience wise when they watch the show like it's gonna be like hey that's not my ethnicity like i thought the show was written for my ethnicity why is it not represented correctly and i think it's definitely very discouraging for like a kid who wants to perform as well let's say a script is written for a specific ethnicity and it's been going on for years and years and years, and the role has always been played by the same ethnicity over and over again. Then this random theater company who wants to do the show opted for another ethnicity to play the role. As an audience perspective, how would you think about that? I have like very strong feelings about this type of thing because, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're trying to you know yeah. like uh, raise and, an awareness for. Um, I feel like it's definitely wrong for you to cast any person of any other descent other than Asian into an Asian role 
because like I've seen stuff happening like that before and like I just feel very like oh why why are you doing that show if you don't have enough Asian people to cast from because understand like Australia or something like there isn't many Asians to choose from Asian performers to choose from so like they find it really difficult to cast people from that just like small pool of Asian my solution to that is just don't do the show because if you don't have enough people, just don't do the show. You can do any other show. Like, there are more musicals for white people than for Asian people. You don't have to do that. Which but is like, a problem. Well, at least another problem where, like, all of Asian musicals are quite, like, white savior and, like, quite, like, degrading to, like, Asian population. But that's another story. Um, uh, but... Um, I feel like you don't have to choose The King and I. You don't have to choose Miss Saigon. Like, you don't have to do those shows. You can literally do Legally Blonde. You can literally do, like, whatever show that just involves white people. Or, like, just don't do Asian shows. Just don't do ethnic shows if you don't have enough people. Just don't ruin your own reputation, especially if the world is so woke right now. Like, people will be like... (laughs) Nah, you're not going to do that show. Like, you're just going to ruin your own reputation if you, like, do those kind of, like, obscure shows, I think. Do you find it funny that any other ethnicity can play a role of a white ethnicity, but then a white ethnicity can't play any other role that's not written for them? It's kind of weird, though, right? Uh, I, I did find it weird because, like, that kind of reverse logic, I kind of, like, I took some time to think about it. But then at the same time, like, loads of white roles, they don't have a specific background. They don't have a specific, they're not specifically white. Like, for example, like, I say legally blonde all the time, but, like, Elle Woods, she is rich. She lives in, like, California. She, um, basically, she does, like, things that anyone in the world can do. Like, anyone can be rich, anyone can be blonde because dying hair. There isn't a specific background of, as in, like, ethnic background of a word. Anyone with that background can play her. So, like, for example, you walk into California, like, there are probably a thousand people that have the same exact background, hair color, as our words so why can't anyone play our words but like in reverse for example if we look at kim and miss saigon kim is vietnamese kim is poor he's an she's an orphan she has to like go to uh be a prostitute to like earn a living to like live and man you're spoiling all these stuff for me Oh, hon, it's it's no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay. She has to have that background, and at that time period, at that era of the time, specifically in Vietnam, there's only Vien- Vietnamese people, like Vietnamese girls, that has the same background. I know Kim has n- probably never been played by a Vietnamese person because there isn't much Vietnamese performers in like America, in like the UK. But at least it should be played by an Asian person because. At least it's closer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like Miss Saigon is written with a Vietnamese person in mind. Closest you can do is to get a performer of Asian descent. Uh, I wanted to ask about your own experience. Have you ever faced any similar incidents about casting or auditions that didn't really go well, or something that you s- want to see improved just because of race or like ethnicity? Probably not. But like, like specifically race-wise, probably not. Mm-hmm. But I think. It has a lot to do with, like, the castings, the auditions I've been to. I think a very critical factor why I haven't been able to play a lead role is because 
I have the Asian baby face. <laughs> so like, I'm 20 right now. I'm like going on 21, but like, I still hey, look. We're e- we're the same birthday months. Hey, <laughs> you're you're two days older than me. Sure that, but um, because of that, like, I I don't look anywhere near 20 according to the western mm-hmm. world like people who are like younger than me looks older than me in the western well, world if they're white you know or, or white like, people do age quicker than us yeah they do <laughs> but yeah that's mainly why um in drama school like so far vendla is my first lead role but other than that i've always been playing like sidekicks or like the daughter of someone or like even vendla she's supposed to be like 14 so like oh <laughs> i'm literally like yeah I, i've just been playing the 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 age range of like i don't know like 16 to 20 which high like, schoolers yeah which like high schoolers like i still look quite young if like i don't put on makeup and even if i put on makeup i'll still look about 21 so i feel like um this is <laughs> release me... your makeup routine release your skincare routine <laughs> Honestly, I don't have a skincare routine, literally moisturizer, that's it. <laughs> but um anyway, um I just feel like um this gives me an advantage of like when I go out into the industry when I'm 22, I still have a fair chance of like getting roles like Little Red Riding Hood into the woods. Of course, like Asians are looked at as sidekicks comedic characters and like vocally i'm not that comedic my acting style is quite like naturalistic it's not that comedic i'm trying to like reach myself to that but then at the same time it takes time and i feel like it just takes a long way for people to realize that oh maybe i can play something else maybe i can play a leading lady maybe i can like i have the stage presence to have a solo for example in camelot like everyone gets to play like guinevere the queen character everyone kind of gets a solo like singing wise like a song and all i got was a song literally a song with no scene whatsoever i had no lines they got lines they got songs and stuff like that and i've kind of nicely asked my director like why but he just won't give me an answer like at the end of the day like of course like teachers came to watch and they're like oh my god esther did so little but like her presence is so much like you can really feel what she did and like she has so much impact over the whole play and i was like wow this is great but at the same time i want to be given more i want to do more of course of course like you have so much to give but yet you're being limited and it kind of discourages you as a performer Mm -hmm. yeah and i want to ask a question one of the notes that you've given me here it's i want you to explain like why is diversity not just on a stage or anything why is diversity so important in a workplace the way the world is progressing anyone can live anywhere with different backgrounds like where you're from um, what language you know like you kind of bring in different inputs to the workplace diversity in workplaces brings more creativity and innovation because if you think of like a meeting situation and uh there's a person from um, Asia, there's a person from America, there's a person from the UK, from like all different parts of the world, like people have different ways of living. And then you bring in different like problem solving skills, like bring in different ideas, the possibilities are endless, at least to a more effective like, workplace progress, diversity in the workplace, in terms of background, race, gender, sexuality, it's so, 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 so important. 
Yeah, and diversity isn't just about nationality or ethnicity.、Mm-hmm. It's also about your age, your 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 skills, your background, and also very important your gender.、Mm-hmm. You know, whether it being a, a male, female, non-binary, that counts as into diversity. Which I really want to move us along to the next point, which is about female equality on、uh, performing arts,、mm-hmm. which female artists aren't being paid as much. Do you want to maybe help the listeners elaborate on that? Sure,、uh, I think because performing arts industry is such a freelance basis, like anyone can work anywhere.、Um, so there's kind of like inequality in pay among the genders. So females are likely to be paid less in a workplace in performing arts. People are like, of course, like people are more likely to speak up about it. But then at the same time, the situation is still happening. Like there are male stars who refuse to work on a project if their female counterparts are. Aren't being paid as much as they are, which is great. Like honestly,、which、we need more good, allies like、course. that. A very like valid example is like Adele Lim. Um, she's a writer for Crazy Rich Asians, um, the movie. So they're working on a sequel right now. And uh, when they discussed the pay and everything, um, Adele fa- found out that she's gonna be paid one eighth of what the other co-writer, who's white, one eighth. Yeah, one eighth. Wow. Yeah. Of, okay.、Um, because like they're co-writing the whole、uh, movie, so、um, the other writer, which is、uh, a white male, is being paid eight times more than what she's being paid. So Adele, brava to her.、Um, she quitted <laughs> the project, and、okay. she kind of like publicized this and like kind of bring it to light. How? Why is this ha- still happening? In like. Twenty twenty, like yeah, yeah.、So. It's definitely, it's definitely something that we really need to work on. And you even said it's white male counterpart, not even just male counterpart.、Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine if it's an Asian male counterpart. Maybe it's gonna be one fifth of like a、uh, white male's counterpart's pay, and then when it's、uh, Adele Lim, it's gonna be one eighth. Which I really admire her for taking a step down from the project. And making a voice out of it because it's really a message that we really need to let the whole world know that female artists or female workers in the entertainment business aren't being paid as much as their male counterparts. We're living in 2020. There are some female who do earn more than male, but in let's say in in a job that requires equal skill levels and equal background and all that stuff. I would assume that males still earn more than female, which is something that should be changed. Because if you earn that spot, you deserve to get that pay,、mm-hmm. right? So moving on to like something in general, more like in life or like socializing. Do you face any racial issues that, or like a minor racism or something like that in your day to day basis? Um, I do. <laughs> um, because please, please elaborate.、Um, I live in Guildford, so Guildford is a really,、okay. really white town. Especially when、um, Guildford School of Acting, like it's a great school, like it's one of the top schools in the UK, but it's very white. So like, I am one of the only Asian students in the whole of musical the theater department. There have been times when people come up to me when I was eating noodles with my chopsticks. They'll be like, "Oh, I love how you bring in your chopsticks." And of course, like、What? at the time, like I laughed it off because like I was in first year, so I didn't want to like say anything. But you don't want to stir any up, yeah, stir up any drama. Especially when that person is like in a high higher position in the school. So afterwards, I kind of thought about it. I was like, 
I don't ask like I don't compliment you for bringing in your like forks and knives. So why are you saying that about my chopsticks? Well, people have never mocked my accents, but like some people have criticized me for like speaking English quite slowly. If that makes sense, like I take t- I take more time to process stuff.、Um, uh, you sound fine to me. Yeah, but like at the same time, like in discussions in lessons, like there are times when I'm like. Oh, can I? Can you like say that again? Like I can't hear the difference between New York American accent and general American accent, and people will be like, "Oh no, oh you can't tell the difference, can you?" I'm like, "Oh well." Well, I, not I、really、everyone's、can. good at everything. Like we all. That's why we go to school, right? That's why we have、yeah. to learn. And、um, it's something that I've experienced it before a very long time ago.、Um, I remember when I went to France、uh, for a、uh, school exchange tour,、mm-hmm. and then we went to our partner school. And once we got there, immediately we were greeted by some of the students there. And I cannot even stress how angry I was, but I held it in. At that time, three French kids came up to me, and then they didn't even say ni hao or anything. Mm-hmm. They just were like, like that, just like mocking and all that、oh, shit. Oh no! And I'm like, I was like, they even mixed in a little bit of Japanese. I was really upset, and I was like 11 or 12. But then I calmed myself and I just replied to them. I was like, pardon, je parle français. And, uh, which which means like excuse me I speak French and then they just like back the fuck off and I'm like yeah got him good but it, it it is a issue that we face every day and especially at this time because with the whole coronavirus situation everyone's pointing fingers at Asians which right now like jokes on you like it's all in the UK Europe and like America and. <laughs> America because like they're not taking care of themselves. Yeah, but it's all about the finger pointing, the racism, and all the inequality in、uh, racial diversity, which you know brings up to different workplace and to the to the area where we're talking about, which is performing arts. Do you think there's any way? Let's say, let's say, okay, you are the mayor of the performing arts world. What kind of changes would you hope to see? Let's not say, let's not talk about big changes, but like progressively, or like, a, is there an end goal that you want to see? I don't think there's an end goal because I feel like there, um, like there's always something to improve on. But I would of course, love of to get more Asian writers in the room. I would love to see more Asian narratives. I would love to like crazy rich Asians. I. Love the diversity, like as in I love the representation, but at the end of the day, let's face it, it's still crazy rich Chinese. Yeah. Like, where are the other Asians? Like, there are more Asians in the world than Chinese. So I would love to get like more diversity just in the Asian community to like get into the room, write stories, write music, and tell our story and. At、like one other thing I would love to do is just to get more Asian performers in Asian performers in school, because I've talked to my department head about recruiting more Asian students, and they're like, "Well, there's no Asian students coming to us to audition, so how can we pick them if they're not here?" That's a lie. I applied, but I was too shit. <laughs> but at the same time,、shit. like, uh, I feel like it's true because. Within the Asian community, parents-wise, at least there are a lot of people, like a lot of parents, who 
don't who won't allow their kids to apply for performing arts schools, which is ca- quite mm-hmm. like a risky like career. Like, yeah, like film school, acting school, yeah. because it's not. Yeah, like you said, it's a risky career. Nobody like it, it's not. We're not even saying that our parents wants us to be doctors, lawyers, and engineers.、Mm-hmm. It's just they don't even say those now, but they just say get a job that is stable and safe. Yeah, like that can feed you and your future family. That's what you have to aim for. Which is, yes, it, it, it's an ideal life. But at the same time, if a kid has a dream, let him、mm-hmm. or her go for it. Because we all have to dream someday. We all have to keep a dream alive. And if a kid wants to sing, let him sing. If a kid wants to dance, let her dance. Like if a kid wants to like act, let、uh, him and her act. It's just. Um, something that we have to slowly improve on, where we have to really look at to improve, because we can't be restricted by society nowadays on what role we play in the world, and then in the end, when we into into performing arts, what role we play on stage. And I definitely do agree on the part where we need to have more. Uh, shows about different ethnic backgrounds, like a story about Philippines, story about Japan.、So、we can have like something like in the Heights, but Chinese version, something、yeah. like that. Which, which is like pretty good because like not all Chinese are rich. So hello,、uh, in the <laughs> Heights, Chinese version would be so dope. Yeah,、uh, I don't know. What do you what What do you think? What What kind of sh- okay? What kind of show adaptation would you want to have a Chinese Asian version? Or if you want to create a show that's Of Asian descent, what kind of show would you want to write? Um, I would love to have a show where, as fancy as um Cinderella, or like Beauty and the Beast can be, I just want、Rags、a show where type of thing. No, no, no. I as 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 good as those shows can be ah, okay, adapted like the, to the like、quality. an Asian version.、Okay. I would just love to have a story where it's a normal girl, like a normal Asian girl, going about her life, like. Encountering, you know, like relationship problems, family problems, that's kind of stuff. It can literally just be an ordinary story, but with a background with an Asian person. You know what、yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah, like for example,、Asian、like、rom-com. there's a show called If Then. It's literally about、uh-huh. a woman just making decisions in her life and like what each decision leads to. It can literally be that, but. With an Asian background, literally, be that I'll be so happy because that proves that Asian people are normal people as well. We don't need to be treated differently. It's just、exactly. like we're literally normal people. I would say one of the targets that could be reached is to not see Asians as a special treatment,、mm. or or like white people as a special treatment. Like nobody should be looked down on, or nobody should be looked up on. Yeah. It's just we're all equal. We're all humans on this world. Our ethnicity, our nationality, our sexuality, gender, anything should not play a part on what roles we play.、Mm-hmm. Of course, if there's a script written for it, but we should have a market that has equal opportunities for everyone, of all age, sex, gender. Finally, I just want to ask you. Let's say if any of our listeners is like an up and coming teenager who wants to perform. Or like go to an acting school like you. Is there anything you want to give like a message to them? Keep practicing. Watch more stuff. Listen to listen to more stuff. Talk to people who are in the industry. Don't be afraid to reach out. Honestly, if you have any questions regarding to like college auditions and stuff, ask me because 
I do think I'm quite experienced in terms of that. And like, nice. just like, um, keep stretching, like keep your body working because that's your instrument. Don't destroy your voice. Put your career first and just go socialize. Meet more people because you never know, like someday you may write a play about a person and you're like, oh, I've met exactly that type of person in my life and then you have a more realistic narrative have a life outside of your performing arts career because that makes you a more experienced person with a richer story and you never know who you'll meet in your life so just meet people keep practicing yeah like live your life be very <laughs> be very proactive on life basically yeah. like all the stories all the people that you meet creates moments that you can draw from when you go for auditions when you act on set and on stage and those are the moments that you live for and you know can look back on uh finally um so you said that people can look for you to ask some questions for college mm-hmm. applications and all that stuff do you want to maybe plug your instagram oh i actually don't remember what my instagram name is what oh here we go so my instagram name is li underscore y-i-n-g-u-e so that's my main instagram and like you can dm me and stuff like that and my my facebook what was my facebook my facebook is literally my name like ying yu lee so it's the same spelling with my um instagram name it's pretty easy to find so if you can find my facebook you can pretty much find my instagram so if you want to just dm me ask about it don't be afraid Sweet. So yeah, there you go, listeners. Um, if you have any questions about UK college applications or like audition tips for schools and all that jazz, go hit up Esther. Just you know, see what she can offer you. I'm pretty sure she has a lot to offer. You know, all that tip from her experience over there. And with that said, thank you so much, Esther, for being on the podcast. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. Um, any final messages? Anything you want to say? Uh, I'm gonna be back in Hong Kong in a week because of oh, the really? virus situation. So, um, if you want any like online coaching with like songs and like monologues and stuff, hit me up because I'm gonna be bored. I'm gonna be quarantined for 14 days. So, entertain okay. me. <laughs> All right. So, hey, Chin Ho's coming back as well uh, at the end of the month. So maybe we can we can get the uh gang back together. Yes, please. And, yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you once again for being on my Thank podcast. Uh, this is Esther and this is Stanley, and I will talk to you again on the next episode of Basically Growing Up. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode of Basically Growing Up is written, recorded, edited, and produced by Stanley Chu. Music is by Justin Chen. If you like what you're listening to, please give this episode a like rating or a good feedback on whichever platform you're listening to. And I will talk to you guys later on the next episode of Basically Growing Up.